This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, April 26th. And the pitch hit in the air, left field well. Hicks back, track, wall, gone! A two-run homer, and the Twins lead 4-2. Buck was ready for that one. Byron Buxton puts the Minnesota Twins out in front. They beat the New York Yankees 6-2 at Target Field last night. They not only win the series against the New York Yankees, they win the season series against New York as they have four wins to two. And even if they lose today, it doesn't matter which, uh, for in terms of the season series. And why is that important? Why is it important that the Twins beat the Yankees more than they lose in a season? After all, they're only playing the Yankees seven times in a 162-game schedule. CJ, what's so important about that? Well, First off, the Yankees are the known nemesis of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Of course, in the postseason, in 2004, in 2009, in 2010, in 2017, in 2019, uh, not ideal in any of those playoff series for the Twins. Uh, And just anytime they go to New York City, uh, New York City, anytime they go to Yankee Stadium, it's a house of horrors. Even at Target Field, things typically don't go well, but things have this year for the Twins. And not only that, they won the season series against New York for the first time since 2001. I don't know if you guys know this. It's the year of our Lord 2023. So they asked Byron Buxton about that post game, and here's what he had to say. So they asked Byron Buxton about a postgame clip having a little uh, issue here. They asked Byron Buxton about a postgame. Here's what he had to say. I don't even know how to put that in words. (laughs) That's what, 21 years? 22 years. 22 years. 22 years? I was six. That's the last time we won? (laughs) Season series. Yeah, this one felt extra good after hearing (laughs) that then. Um... I don't know. You know, it's kind of ha- like having that monkey on the back. I know we talk about it a lot over the la- past few years about, you know, go to Yankee Stadium, play the Yankees, and it's always like getting that monkey. It feels a lot, a lot like that monkey is off the back for sure now. Yeah, a good quote from Byron there. Uh, his initial shock after being informed about the Twins' playoff woes, uh, about the Twins' woes against the Yankees and how long it had taken them. By the way, Byron Buxton was six. I was three years old, just to, to let you guys know. Uh, that this has been a long time. And it's just the sixth time, I believe, since 1972 that the Twins have won the season series against the Bronx Bombers. Okay. The other important thing in this game, Trevor Larnick also mashed a home run. Joe Ryan went seven innings pitched and really just took care of business from the onset. The Yankees were attacking him early, but Ryan just stuck with the fastball. And, you know, Ryan doesn't throw his fastball particularly hard. Uh, A hard fastball in today's baseball would be somewhere from 95 to 97 miles an hour. Uh, Joe Ryan throws it at about 91, 92, maybe even 93, which would be about an average fastball 15 years ago when they didn't throw it quite as hard. Uh, But he's good at locating his pitches. He's good at mixing them up. He throws the fastball a bit more probably than the average pitcher, but he trusts it. It's a good pitch. And... The thing about Joe Ryan is he was really good last season against the bad teams, and then when he faced better lineups, he was a little shakier. He would usually get shelled, but 
Ryan this season against the Houston Astros and twice now against the Yankees has won and put the Twins in a position to win each of those three games and pitched well, I might add. So Joe Ryan uh, in a really good spot. Uh, nice to see that kind of next step from him in a young pitcher uh, in a young pitcher, excuse me, in his second full season as a big leaguer. Um, Jorge Polanco continues to be Jorge Polanco. Uh, he went two for five with a couple single uh, with a double and a single and a couple RBIs. And again, Jorge Polanco. He's only played in four games, and he's already been one of the most impactful twins. Uh, just by nature of having him back. They're 3-2 and two since he returned to the lineup, but every single game it felt like when there was a run-producing hit, it was because of Jorge Polanco. Jorge Polanco is that guy you want in the ninth inning of a tie game with a runner on second base, two outs. Like, we need you to drive this guy in, and I trust Jorge Polanco. Probably even more than Buxton, Correa, Miranda, Larnick, Donovan Solano, whoever you want to put on this Twins team. Anyway... That's the situation there. In other Twins news, uh, they called up pitcher Brock Stewart from AAA St. Paul, and they sent Bailey Ober back down to AAA. And to make room for Brock Stewart on the 40-man roster, they released Trevor McGill, who is a reliever in AAA. Uh, Brock Stewart, eh, he's kind of a nobody. Uh, Veteran pitcher bounced around from a few different teams. Uh, He'll be an extra bullpen arm. Uh, Anyway. Uh, By the way, if you're wondering where Corey is today, he is not uh, with us. He went on vacation for a few days, and he went on vacation uh, to turkey hunt. And, you know, uh, he said, I'm taking like five days off work. He said, I really hope I just bag a bird on the first morning so then I can just bum around and not have to do anything. Is a, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially what he said. And then just, I kid you not, like 20 minutes ago, we get a text from Corey, me and Dan, and it's him just smirking with a bird right in front of him. So uh, congratulations to Corey. Uh, he bags a turkey this year. Uh, so if you uh, want, if you catch him in public, uh, just uh, you know, give him some great recipes for that turkey. Give him some great taxidermy tips on on how to save the beard or or, or the feathers and and whatnot. So be sure to sure to congratulate him on that. We'll see if we can get something on the KWAD Facebook page as well, so you can congratulate him there. Okay. Uh, I've been kind of pushing this off because it's been a little bit of bad news for Minnesota sports, but uh, delaying the inevitable. Here we go. Conley looking for Edwards. Finally gets it to him. Edwards launches. No! And Denver survives! Anthony Edwards missed a three at the buzzer, and the Timberwolves lose 112-109 to the Denver Nuggets. They get swept. Uh, well, technically not swept, but a gentleman's sweep is how they term it. You don't get swept four games to none. The other team gives you a win so you don't get completely embarrassed, which is why they call it a gentleman's sweep. And, uh, yeah, not a great series for the Wolves. As Corey has pointed out before on this program, uh, you're facing the one seed. You're supposed to kind of get your butt kicked a little bit. And this series probably went as expected, especially when you consider that last night the Wolves didn't have Kyle Anderson in the mix, he was hurt, and that the Wolves in this entire series didn't have Nas Reed or Jaden McDaniels. Uh, Again, they were supposed to lose. Losing in five games is honestly about as good of a situation realistically as possible. Uh, When you face an eight, uh, when you're a one seed, or when you're facing a one seed and you're the eight seed, excuse me, uh, that is just how it's supposed to happen. Um, 
Just a couple takeaways. One, Cat uh, continues to be weird in the postseason. I don't think it's like backbreakingly weird, but I think he's just been weird, and y- you got to figure out what you got to do there. Uh, again, Rudy Gobert on the offensive glass last night was putrid. Uh, if the Wolves just get a couple more offensive rebounds, this series heads back to Minneapolis. By the way, if Rudy Gobert doesn't get a, it's a weak technical. Rudy Gobert got a technical for missing. Uh, a layup because he got fouled and he just kind of punched the the hoop or like the uh, punched the padding uh, below the rim. Uh, again, I think it's a weak technical, but at the same time, that gave Denver a couple free throws and Denver made, I kid you not, all but three of their free throws. They were like 25 of 28 from the line or something like that. Uh, just frustrating. But I think this game and this series honestly never really mattered because we kind of knew how it was going to end up anyways. The Timberwolves were not winning that series. They were going to lose that 9 times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, whatever term you want to use. It was not going to be good for them. But the main takeaways I have on this series is Nikel Alexander-Walker played a really great last couple games, especially with Anderson being hurt and just kind of having to be thrown into more action than normal because of the injury to Jaden McDaniels. I thought he played well. I thought he could be a nice guy off the bench. He plays great defense. He's got intensity. And when he's feeling it, his three-pointer, even though his shot's ugly, he still uh, can put him in. So, again, I think with this Timberwolves team, I think he's a plus. You got to re-sign him. You also have to re-sign Nas Reed. That's something they need to do. They also need to make sure they lock up Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards. Uh, They got some questions to figure out on how the money's going to work, because Nas Reed could be a potential valuable free agent. Uh, And really, with this Timberwolves team uh, as a whole, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Just what you saw to the last two games, Anthony Edwards took over the game. Uh, In the fourth quarter, he only had like five points, but he still finished with about 28 points-ish. And even in the fourth quarter when he didn't score a ton, he was still driving to the rim, passing, distributing, doing all this stuff. Anthony Edwards' shot selection and decision-making could be a little bit better, but he's 21 years old. He's only played basketball for five years uh, and is playing it at the highest level on the planet. I think he's got a little bit of wiggle room there, but Anthony Edwards is the future of this Timberwolves franchise. It's not Rudy Gobert. It's not Carl Anthony Towns. It's not even a 1A, 1B with Towns and Edwards. This is Anthony Edwards' team, and I'm not saying anything new here. I think everybody has come to that conclusion, and I wanted to come to that conclusion way earlier, even last season, last offseason, but... I said, you know what? Let's give it another year. Cat, give Cat another year. Give Ant another year to develop. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Now we can say this is Anthony Edwards' team, and we have to build around it. If you're the Timberwolves, you sit down in a room with Tim Conley and Chris Finch, and you say, how can we make this franchise? How can we build this franchise around Anthony Edwards? Because he is the key to a deep postseason run. All right, well, the Timberwolves season is done. Uh, the Wild are on the ropes, though. It's the second career playoff shutout for Jake Ottinger. Dallas is the first team in this series to win consecutive games as they take game five, 4-0 in Dallas tonight. Yeah, uh, pretty much. The Wild have stunk on the power play. They've been on the power play so many times, and they've given up goals. I mean, Dallas is one of the best power play teams in the league and the wild were supposed to have a good penalty kill. But when you have a potent offense and when you have a team that just constantly is giving the other team opportunities and good opportunities, um, 
it's the Wild have been the most penalized team in the league. And that comes back to bite you in the playoffs when you can't play disciplined. I know the Wild have a good brand of hockey. I like the tough, no-nonsense hitting. That's not the problem. The problem is being clean and doing it at the right times. I know Felino has got a few ticky-tack calls in this series. At the same time, you have to know that. You have to adjust your playing. It's the same thing with the Timberwolves. I'm not going to sit here and listen to every loss being because of the refs. The Wild put themselves in bad positions too many times, and they have to clean that up because they have to go undefeated now in the next two games to have a shot to advance to the second round of the postseason. If the Wild lose in the first round of the playoffs again, I'm going to scream. I don't I don't know what to do with this team. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, April 26th.